to show. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And this week's guest, I will be speaking with returning guests to the podcast. Actually, my good friend Angelina and Matt. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back. And I wanted to have both of them on the show because since the last time I spoke to them, they've both been promoted in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Angelina has been promoted to Purple Belt. Mm Mm-hmm. And Matt has been promoted to Brown Belt. And Matt, you got promoted actually a little while ago. It was uh, June. Yeah, it was June? like a June. June? Okay. I thought I felt like it was earlier, a little earlier in the year. Oh, like close to a year ago. So all right. Well, it feels like it. <laughs> so with both of you, uh, actually with your promotions, how how does that feel? Like how did it feel for you, Matt, getting the promotion to Brown Belt? Yeah, it's pretty surreal. It's like when I when I first started training, I just was doing it because I loved it. And the promotion was never part of my psyche. Like, hey, it becomes great. But that wasn't my emphasis, my goal. Um, and, you know, and I was I've been pretty lucky on my journey that I've, I've been promoted pretty quick between each belt. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you, you know, you you feel like, OK, you know, I must I must have the skill set if the professors are seeing it. But sometimes you doubt it. Um, you know, some days you're having an off day and you're like, why am I don't feel like a brown belt today or I, when I was a purple, I don't feel like purple. But um, in hindsight, like, you know, I, I feel like it's been a, a good journey and um, I was proud to be able to get it underneath uh, Gabby Garcia. Um, I've learned so much from her and her academy and uh, um, it's definitely a surreal um, moment. You know, she, she said, like, I am her first brown belt promotion. And she says that I will be her first black belt eventually. So, you know, hearing those words from, you know, the goat of women's jujitsu, you know, it's pretty surreal. Um, but it's been, um, it's been a fun journey. I get what you're saying with the, you know, when you get promoted and it just feels surreal, you, you have those days where you question yourself, but you know, you're there and you know, that's extremely, extremely awesome. And just, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wait, wait, I know that. I know him. I know him. But <laughs> when, when anything comes across my Instagram for promotions, usually just kind of like, you know, I'll give it a like and just kind of keep going. But then it's like with yours, I was like, wait a minute. I think Angelina maybe messaged me too. And it was kind of like it still didn't register. Like I got the message from her, I believe. And then when yeah. I saw your picture, it's still, you know, I think that's when it like registered when you posted it. And so congrats on that. That's in big, 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 you know, big movements. And, you know, same question to you, Angelina, especially, you know, with you, um, you know, what were the feelings when you got your promotion? Because I believe when we talked, you were still kind of like, it's surreal. It's still surreal. Like, and I feel like almost like an imposter when I, when I tie that belt around my gi, cause it doesn't, I wasn't expecting it because I, I didn't do well on my test. I, w- I did well, like the first, like the first half, 
our first page and a half. And then one, one question, I don't know, I just kind of got in my head. And I guess when I executed it, I had it right. But the moment I finished executing it, I was like, oh, wait, that's wrong. That's wrong. So then Gabby says, she's like, that was right. But she says, because you said it was wrong, I'm, I need to mark you, you know, down for that being wrong. And then I was like, okay, I, I understand, you know, and I just, from that moment on, I was just so stuck in my head and just overthinking it. And just, um, it just got so overwhelming at that point that I just couldn't finish executing the next set of questions. You know, I couldn't finish everything else. And I just, um, at that point, I was just mentally done. I was just like, I accept the defeat. I know what I need to work on. I'm going to use this, you know, next, you know, however long it takes to get to purple, I'm going to use this time and just work on the things that I know right now that I'm messing up on. And I was okay with that. I wasn't, um, I wasn't sad at the point where I was like, uh, kicking myself in the ass for like, Oh, you should know this or anything like that. Um, but I was more, um, I guess just more upset that I got so caught up being stuck in my head with the whole thing. And then um, I just kind of had the day, you know, to kind of feel it out and then I was over it. And then uh, I was just like, okay, that's it. You know, I know what I need to work on and I just let it go. And then, so when we came to class that night, I actually wasn't feeling so up for it. Cause I was, I kind of been in this place where I've had to think, what are my reasons for doing jujitsu? because it's one of the hardest things I've ever like done or put myself through mentally and physically. And what, what am I gaining out of this, you know, mentally, you know, physically and, and spiritually, I kind of feel like it's, it's there's, and mentally there's this thing for me. So I've been really questioning it. So I've had some challenges, but once, you know, he was just like, just come to class because, you know, if I, if I get a stripe down on my belt, I really want you there. And I was like, okay, I, I need to, it's not about me right now. So when we went to class, I was still at that point where, okay, I still need to, I know what I need to focus on for my, you know, for, for just moving further along in this process. And so at the very end, I think I was like the last person, I think she called up in regards to promotions and I no no expectations at all of that. It was going to happen. And when she did, I was just like, holy shit. You're like, I don't know how, how this manifested, but it did. And, you know, I, I appreciated it because I see where I've grown and the challenges that I've had to get to that point. And I, you know, the speech she kind of gave me, you know, in the process, you know, made me also see the growth that she's seen from certain issues that, you know, I've kind of talked to you about, you know, that we, you know, that I just had going on. And, but when she called my name, I was just like, shit, I was just like so unexpected. I, I was really emotional too, because it just, I guess just seeing to all the hard work has paid off. And even though I, I felt like I really fucked up on my test, she, she, she knew I knew stuff and I just was so caught up in my head that, you know, it was a learning process then. And also giving me the belt also, she said, was kind of like, you know, even though you're at this place, it's still a part of growing at this stage. Even if you're not up to par to be specifically knowing everything under your blue belt, you're, you're in this process. Part of the journey is still learning at that stage of getting the belt. So that felt really good, but I still feel kind of like imposter putting that belt on. It hasn't sunk in yet. It really hasn't, but it's been an interesting process for me. Very, very different from Matt's journey. I think for me, it's, um, I get very, um, when I'm feeling certain things, my emotions take over and I can be very impulsive. Yeah. And those emotions 
can outshadow my logic thinking and I'll make a rash decision based on the emotions at the moment. And he has to kind of like take me off the ledge and it's just like, okay, stop, you know, just let it be. And tomorrow's another day. But, you know, it, sometimes the emotions have gotten the best of me in training. It really has. So. Yeah, I mean, emotions, they're tough. They, you have, like when you're especially emotion-based, like yeah. we share that in common. So yeah. I definitely understand that. But it's good that you, you all have each other for that. You know, it's good that Matt's there to kind of, you know, balance you out on that. Because yeah. I, I know myself, sometimes I let my emotions take over and it's like, you know, after it happens, like, oh. Yes. Yes. That's the hard part. Hindsight you, 2020. Yeah. You can't take yeah. back what happened in that moment with those, when those emotions are running high. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. With both of you, um, remind me again, like how long have you been training? It's six years. Six years this November right six now. Six years uh, to the month. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, it, I went to, uh, visit a gym about a year ago. Yeah, when COVID restrictions lifted here in Maryland, and I went in, do you know, doing an open mat, and I sit down. You know, I'm filling out the waiver, and I'm like, hey man, so how long you been training? And I was like, oh, about about six. Uh, I think at that point, five years. About five years, six years. They're like, oh, so you're brown belt? And I was like, oh, um. Well, no, they it, it got in my head. Like, as you know, I get out there and I was like, I'm looking around. They're all, you know, really nice and just scrappy guys. But it just stayed in my head the entire time. I was like, hmm. All right. And I'm looking at their blue belts. I was like, I don't know how to feel right now because I've been doing this for six years. It's like, hmm, okay. It's time to step the game up, I guess. Like, you know, some slacking. It's, it's, I always tell people who are trying to rush it. It's like, it's a marathon, not a race. Mm -hmm. um, everyone has a different journey. Um, life takes over. Um, not everyone has the ability to like quit work and like focus only on training and go hardcore. Like if this is around your work schedule and then all of a sudden like life happens, you know, you could say, oh yeah, technically it's been six years, but of that, how much has been concentrated training? That's the core of it. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's like, okay, if you can only go twice a week, the retainment's not there. Um, you know, you're the clock is ticking, but you know, unless you're able to really dedicate time, it, it's going to take a little bit longer. But again, there's nothing wrong with that. This is the, this is the journey. It's a life journey. Jiu-Jitsu saves lives. As you, you see those stages, like this becomes a lifestyle and how are you building it? Your lifestyle is unique to each person. Mm -hmm. That's when I got my blue belt. That's, you know, my coach kind of pointed out to me that the time that I've been training, the length of time that I've been training, he's actually said it to me multiple times. He's like, well, dude, you know, you've been here for this long, but, you know, we factor in the first year you're here, you only trained one day a week. And then when you started coming to class more, you ended up really sick for a year. And then, you know, so I still look at it as because during the, you know, those, those, you know, down uh, moments, okay. I was still looking at video, I was still reading, you know, still, you know, communicating with the coaches, trying to absorb. 
So, you know, in, in some degree, it's like, yeah, I have been training that long, but then the physical degree is like, well, maybe, maybe it's, you know, minus a year and a half. But like you said, you know, it's a marathon and everyone's journey is different. Mm -hmm. So it still, you know, sticks in my head though when I go there, like, oh, like, okay, well, it's, you know, weird. All right. I'm just going to go out here on this mat and um, stretch now. Th thanks, guys. But um, during your journey, you know, especially, you know, transitioning gyms, at any point, did you feel like, I don't want to say like stopping, but did you feel like maybe you need to take a break or, you know, kind of regroup and uh, reevaluate things? I know, um, you know, we've always gone to gyms together, but I know my, my journey has been, I never, I've never quitting was never part of my, my brain, but I felt a period of time where I did plateau and I was kind of questioning if I was in the right place. Um, like our last gym, like right when I got purple, uh, I was kind of questioning like, Hey, when you're a big fish in a small pond, it's hard to really learn stuff. And like you're, you know, you're, if you're having to go to open mats and all this stuff to really challenge yourself, you know, if you go only do that once a month, like your day-to-day -day training, you know, you're going to get to a plateau and you're not going to feel like you're progressing or, or really upping it. And we, you know, had that, you know, come to Jesus moment, you know, we talked with our old professor yeah. and we stay for the sake of like loyalty. loyalty and family. And it was a small gym, it was family owned. And, but then, you know, as time went by and then COVID hit, like COVID, you know, I guess perfect moment it was a perfect us. time to kind of jump off. Like the gym was a reopening and we, we started like training at each other's gar garages. And, um, we just basically say like, let's, this is time we need to do this because we're not going to grow if we're just training each other's garages and you know, each other's games, you know, it's not and, the same and thing. And the bad <laughs> habits get become more uh, second nature than actually challenge yourself and getting out of the bad habits. So we kind of got to that point, like you said, where, yeah, was this, this the right moment for us? And what was interesting about it too, was it just wasn't him and I like questioning, okay, let's start looking for someplace else to train. There was a core group of us that started together at the old gym that um, we kind of were staying in touch with each other about, you know, training at each other's houses. And then like, okay, now that COVID is kind of like, you know, the restrictions are, are kind of being lifted. Let's start looking at other academies. And we, we didn't really look at too, too many. I mean, we had went to one right here by the house where Lucas Elite uh, teaches at Fight Studio, Studio, which is a part of Checkmat. And it, it wasn't for us and we were okay with that. And a few other people kind of checked it out as well. And so we ended up, um, a friend of ours, Frank, had gone to Gabby's gym at least, I think, a month or two before our academy actually closed. And so he went one day because his work sent him to a clinic that's literally next, a couple doors down from our academy. And while he was waiting, he just went over to kind of just check out the academy and just get prices and things like that. Because he was at a place where Matt was too. Kind of thinking, well, how, how am I going to be challenged if we're we're not really being given that type of training? You know, a few of us were kind of feeling like that. We weren't really getting very far in our training. And there wasn't that uh, certain certain challenges and growth that we were all seeking. And so when he went, he came to class one day and he was like, hey, I went over and I, I met Gabby and I was bullshitting with her. And he was just like going on and on. He wanted to leave then. It, this was like in February, I think. 
our academy closed in March. He wanted, he was like ready to go then. And then the whole thing with COVID, our academy and all of that. So once, once I think uh, June came, it was like three months, they were training in the garage and things like that. And we were just trying to like figure out what we were going to do. June came and, and I think it was like five or six of us that went on our first trial night to her academy. And we kind of knew already that first night, this kind of felt right for us. It just had a good vibe and we just felt like, okay, this, this felt right. And so we went on a Wednesday, we did double training Wednesday night. We came back for Thursday and Friday night, we already knew we were signing up. And so the three of us signed up and it's funny because since, since prior to all of this happening, there's a few of us, especially with Frank, we don't make decisions in regards to training unless we all sit down and like have this discussion. It's really funny. We have to come together and we kind of like weigh out the pros and cons of things. And so the three of us signed up and then a few weeks later, two other guys signed up. I think we have a total of more than 10. Yeah, I think almost 13 of us from our old academy who are still training. We're all at Gabby's now together, too. And um and it just it just worked out for us. And I think too having the familiar faces of coming from where we all started together to now we're continuing to grow here with her, it just, I think really helped us um, and has kept us going because there's there's still a good half that we kind of ask like what happened to the other half that weren't that aren't training anymore. We haven't even heard or seen of them, but it's been nice that um, that's been the opportunity for us to grow there together and to be challenged the way we have been challenged. That was going to be my next question. Just asking if, you know, the group that you came over with, how many were still there? So it's good to hear that, you know, you all are still kind of hanging in there, sticking tight. No, no, I was just saying it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when COVID hit and our gym, you know, shut down, at the time I had the key to the gym and a teammate and I, we would go over there and we would just train just he and I, because we weren't going anywhere anyway. So we weren't exposing ourselves to like going out to stores. Like both of us, when we go to work, we worked away from people. So, you know, we're like, okay, well, cool. Let's go ahead and meet at the gym and train. But, you know, then you run into, you know, that, that weird plateau where it's just us training. What are we really picking up? Yes. You know, we have the physical movement that, you know, we're kind of learning and we're growing on that, but mm -hmm. you know, there's still other challenges that, you know, we need to over, you know, kind of get over and get through. And I don't know that that was going to happen with just us too, Yeah. but that, that in between time, it got scary for me because I know my training dropped off drastically, you know, where I was going in four or five times a week to upon returning at best twice, yeah. you know, if I was lucky. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, that transition worked out for you all, especially, you know, through COVID and then that everybody's still kind of hanging tight and sticking together there. So Matt, with you uh, having been promoted to Brown Belt back in June, how's the, you know, your path right now, just everything up to this point, how does it, you know, do you feel kind of smooth with your, you know, transitioning into the brown belt role or you still feel like you're kind of growing into the role? It it varies from day to day. Um, there's some days that like, OK, I feel like I'm um, I'm growing and I'm you know experimenting and, you know, 
um, I basically, you know, oh, I'm flowing now instead of being um, for like, I'm going to do this, this and this. And that's all I'm going to do now. It's like I'm trying to bro I'm trying to broaden my my horizons and my transition points. And those are things that I felt like once in the last few months that have made the big difference instead of like, oh, I'm this how I'm going to get past here. And this is what I'm going to go for. I'm like, I'm going to go this way. And if it doesn't work, you know, at least I know. And so I'm, you know, I'm if you know, in the past, I'd be like, I got to be on top. I got to be on top. And now I'm like, if I go on the bottom, here's my, you know, five options. And I feel like progressively the last few months, like my brain has shifted to that mode where uh, like I can move around more as before I was like, I was kind of tight. I was like, my elbows are in tight. Like, Oh, I'm not going to let him get past my guard or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna let him sweep me. And now it's like, okay, let me open up because I, I'm like, if I'm in defensive mode the whole time, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And now I'm like, that's, it was like a, a few months ago. It was like a flip of the switch in my brain. Like, like I just got to open up more and see what's out there and piece it together. And I feel like that's been the biggest difference from my purple to Brown was I just throw it out there and trust that the technique's going to take over. You know, it's like when we train and like they push us really hard and we're tired, they like, they want us to hit that wall where technique is taken over. And I'm, I want to, I'm trying to get in that mode where I'm, I'm not trying to muscle things or, you know, I'm rolling with someone who's smaller than me. I'm not just using my, my, my weight to my advantage. I'm trying to use the technique more. And I feel like that's been the biggest transition from purple to Brown. Cause I feel like I gotta, I gotta get it dialed in here. I, 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 I need to, you know, have a broad, broad range of things. Whereas purple, like, okay, you know, I know my forte and now Brown, like I, I gotta have, you know, I can't be a one trick pony, so to speak where you all train do you guys compete or you're just strictly growing within like more hobbyists i've competed in the past um right right before covid was when i haven't competed since covid um you know post covid uh you know th there's been a few uh in california it was a little bit slower than other states a lot of people were having to go to yeah. you know texas or georgia or orlando and it wasn't until the, until the summer of this year is when they're starting to do stuff in neighboring cities. And I feel like there, I'm, there's going to be a point where I'm going to do it. I just, it's just hard when, you know, when I look at the tournament schedules, like IBJJ, I'm like, Oh, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're like, okay. You're like trying to, I can't get that time off or going like, Oh, it's in Vegas. Okay. I got to factor getting to Vegas. And, you know, I got to be available from Thursday through Sunday. And I don't know what it is until last minute. And like, I, I need to just figure out that balance between work and it, like, I want to compete and then, you know, they encourage us and a few people have done it. I just feel like I just got to throw myself out there and find the right tournament to get my feet wet in the brown belt world. And then at that point, be able to schedule ahead. It's almost like a vacation at this point. I have to like schedule to be able to do it. I can't just say, oh, there's a tournament next month. No, I got to like plan way ahead. Yeah, I know some of the registrations cl were closing. Yeah, they're doing fifty percent capacity. A lot of them, and if you just second guess it, like, hey, I'll, I'll I'll go back to later. Later, it's closed, and it's like you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Um, with in, depending on what state it's in, and I think it's, as time it opens more, then it'll be a little bit different. But right now, it stands like I feel like I I, I just gotta get out there in, in the near future, definitely. At one point, I know with our team, once uh, IBJJF opened back up, my a couple of my teammates 
you know, they're second guessing. Like eventually it became a rule. If they're going to sign up, they need to, you know, basically kind of do it all together as a team at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we had a few people. I think one of our guys, he signed up. I can't remember. It was out of state. And he was the only one that he signed up first and no one else was able to sign up because the registration closed. We had some teammates second guessing it and then they came back and it's locked out and it's tough. And, you know, I'm not sure where it stands right now because with our team, again, everybody kind of signs up at once. So it sounds like, you know, there hasn't been any real conflict as to who's going where and, you know, how many people are going. I think the rule at our gym is at least if, you know, at least five people have to sign up. So that way, you know, they're sending coaches down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it gets tricky, but it's from what it seems like, at least I haven't heard any chatter that people have been missing signups and whatnot. So I'm not sure what the, you know, what their capacity is now, if it's still 50% or if they kind of upped it a little bit, yeah. but hopefully, you know, things can get a little smoother because there have been times the, within the past couple months that, you know, you turn around, it's like, Hey, where's, you know, where's coach? It's like, Oh, you know, he's in Orlando or he's in Atlanta. It's like, dude, it's Wednesday. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Thursday through Saturday. Like, we're time to have a jujitsu tournament. Yeah. Right. It's, it's at the point, like you got, it's a vacation. You're like, okay, I got to get the hotel room. I got to get the airfare. And like, and plus I got to get the time off. And depending yeah. on your job, it's, you have to be able to plan ahead for that. And yeah, it's like, it feels like you're gonna have to think months in advance. Like, okay. The next tournament in this region is March of next year. Okay. Once it goes open, I got to like put the time off and get a hotel and all this stuff. Like it's a little, it's a little bit different than it was pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely sounds like it's more of a challenge as far as coordinating your time, coordinating just the schedule period. And I know for my job, I, I think, at one point they wanted us if we were requesting time off it had to be two months in advance which is wild because i don't even know what i'm doing next week let alone two, two months weeks. down the road exactly. but, which but what's funny about that is now when i look at i looked at my uh time off upcoming yesterday and all my time off is scheduled like february may yeah february may and july so it's very like as much as I complain about that, I do actually, but I'm I'm scheduling around birthdays. So I'm not scheduling like, you know, I'm gonna do a jujitsu tournament in April. So let me get that time now. It's like I know my daughter's birthday's in May, my birthday's in February, my wife's birthday's in August, but we're doing stuff in July. Yeah, so it's like, okay, those things I know, but that's all you, you can know. forecast for. You know, it's hard. Yeah. it's hard to do things outside of your bubble. Um, yeah, but like yeah. I said, it, the time will come in division where it will come back to normal. Um, but in the meantime, you just got to roll with the punches and, you know, if you're able to travel, you know, more power to you um, and just figure out what's going to be local. Um, there is, I know with California, there's always like, I guess the West coast period, Arizona, California, there's yeah. always, like something going on um here in maryland or, or on the east coast even it's almost kind of like 
we, we used to have quite a few smaller tournaments and now I think the major one is grappling industries and Naga, you know, those, those come up quite a bit, but all the other smaller tournaments, you know, you haven't really heard much about them. So hopefully something comes back about, I know one of my friends, he has a, a promotion that he's, he started up about a year ago, I believe. Yeah. A year to the day or to, to the month, um, Arte Suave elite. And he's been, uh, running shows. Now uh, each one, it seems like as you know, time goes on, it gets a little, you know, you know, they learn from each, each one. Mm. So it's always fun to hear of something new coming out when you lose something, you know, something else kind of comes in to fill its place. So, you know, hopefully things again smooth out for you and with the scheduling of these tournaments and you can get back out there and compete, uh, especially at Brown Belt. I'm sure that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, ex- exactly. You, you just definitely want to challenge yourself. Like Gabby's always saying, like, okay, you can, they joke, they say in Brazil, okay, you could uh, lion in the gym, cat in the, uh, in the tournament. Like you want to be the reverse. Yeah, uh, you and you know, there's no way to be that lion in the gym and be you don't want to be that asshole. Um, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're in competition training, like okay, what happens happens, but for the most part, you're you're not trying to hurt your partner and just be very careful with certain takedowns. And mm-hmm. but in a tournament, all bets are off, and but you you just got to put yourself out there and be ready for it. Absolutely, that's one thing that I see with my teammates is. You know, when I when I do end up once in a while popping up to the competition classes and I'm just like, hey, guys, you know, let's go ahead and get a little bit of a flow. And then all of a sudden I'm getting dumped on my head. I'm like, nope, no flow. <laughs> Pick the wrong day. Wrong day for me. Yeah, I'm not feeling, if you're not feeling up to, up to speed, don't do the competition class because it's more prone to get hurt, especially if it's no gi. So I showed up to a no gi. I showed up to a no gi class thinking, oh, Friday night, no gi. It's okay. My, my one teammate, he was like, dude, come check it out. Cause the other class that we had offer closer to home, I get out of work at six and that class starts at six and I'm mm. 15 minutes away with good traffic. So the other gym, it's about 20 minutes away, but it starts at seven. I was like, okay, I can do this. So I said, home. let's go. I show up and I'm looking around. I'm seeing black belts walking. I'm seeing, you know, purple belts walk in. I was like, hmm, okay. And then we get in there. All right. Nothing, you know, it, it felt fine. Good pace. And then I realized, you know, as we start kind of ramping up, it started going a little more and more. And then one of my teammates uh, at this particular location, he's a really nice guy. Uh, I saw him hit that switch because the morning class with him is fine. You know, we're flowing, but I saw his eyes just light up and I was like, like, why are you looking at me like this? Fresh. Then, <laughs> uh, I haven't been back. I was like, you know what? I don't know that I'm ready for this one. Uh, it, uh, the competition, cl- I didn't know it was a competition class. So I didn't realize it was 90 well, minutes. Double whammy. No gi yeah. and in competition. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I showed up no gi thinking, okay, you know, let me get some good reps in here, you know, learn from um, coach Ty, who's an excellent coach over there. And I'm, I'm excited. And then when it's time to go live, you know, again, I'm not really the time hit like what time it was hit me. I was like, 
oh, so after class, we're, you know, going to go live. All right, that's cool. Like, no, class is still going, dude. Like, we're out of here at 830. He's like, oh. One of those classes. <laughs> like, oh, I, d- d- okay. Well, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll return at some point. I just got to mentally prepare for that one. I was like, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. Uh, and Angelina, are, are you competing or um, holding off on it right now? You know, I don't know. For I've never really had any desire to compete. And I think you and I talked about this one day. Actually, we did. And you told me, and it's always stuck with me. You had said to me, how can you um, tell somebody about war if you've never been to war yourself? And that analogy has always stuck with me because, yeah, you can prep and train for this stuff you know, all you want. But what it comes down to is the experience and the emotions of being there and what you get out of it. And I don't know if if it's what I want. I'm not very competitive. Matt's very, extremely competitive at everything he does. He's very competitive. And I like seeing that drive in him. Um, but for me, I don't, um, I don't know. For me, it's just like, I feel like if I were to compete, because I've seen this with a lot of things that I've done, especially just training in jujitsu, if my outcome didn't come out the way I had hoped, not necessarily winning, but at least, you know, getting the earning the points that I want in in the match or, you know, things like that, doing the things that I trained for. If I don't see those outcomes, I feel like I would be judging myself really hard, thinking that I didn't train hard enough, long enough. I'm not as good as everybody says. My belt isn't representing what my skill set is. And I, I and I've done this with a lot of things in life where it just I get into this place where it's like a front for me. Everything else says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes down to the physical attributions, I'm not there. And I don't like um, putting that on myself. And for me, I it's always been about longevity not getting hurt and just doing this for as many or as, as long as I can five days a week, because that's what we've always trained at is five days a week. And I'm, I'm at this point where I'm trying to keep up with him at five days. And there's some days where I see like, I can't hang anymore for five days. I'm lucky if I can get three or four in my knees are hurting. The other day I was picking up dog shit when we were walking the dogs and I was, I, my knees almost buckled under me and I almost fell forward. And that's where I'm just like, Okay, this is where I had to listen to my body. So that's where I, I questioned myself. I should compete at least once, but before I get that far up that I'm going to get my ass whooped, you know what I mean? But I, I, you know, being at purple now, I'm just kind of like, now I'm starting to think about it. And that, it's interesting because Gabby actually asked me, I think about a week ago that I should sign up, I think for the December one we have here. And I, I'm kind of like iffy about it. Um, one, I know that in the category that I'm at, even his category, because we're the same age, he's he's been lucky if he's even had one person sign up with him. So that's another thing that I'm kind of looking at, you know, at 44, you know, looking at that category. And also, I don't want to have to cut weight. That's also been a thing. I don't want to have to stress myself out to cut weight to be at a certain um, level. Because with my gi and everything on, I know it, it teeters me over, I think, the 150 weight, probably to like, 165 70 and i know those girls are a lot bigger for me so that's another thing if i had to go into that category i i don't do good you know with somebody that big so that's where i'm like at this point where i'm like i should but do i really want to you know and so 
just kind of, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's important to, you know, also, like you said, you should, but do you want to, you know, if you don't want to, you know, it's, you know, probably best, you know, not to just because in that sense, I know for myself when I don't want to do something, but I do it anyway, I do it half-hearted. Yes. Yes. And and it just never goes well. And also like you're saying, when you're doing this five days a week, I know if you're going to the competition class and and you're hitting the, you know, those hard reps, you're doing that every day. That's one thing, but you know, if you want to have that longevity and be able to do this into your, you know, later years and, and with minimum injuries, you know, that, that becomes a big thing. And, you know, I know for myself, that's one thing that I do teeter with back and forth is like, well, if I'm going out there, you know, rough and tumble, you know, with the competition team and just getting my ass kicked all over the place. I like it. You know, my wife and I, we're watching uh, UFC 268 and Kobe Covington, as he's getting hit, he's smiling. And my wife, she looks at me, she goes, you do that. (laughs) You know, I was like, well, she was like, you laugh when you're, you're, you know, you're getting uh, slammed. You, You smile, you laugh. It's like, I enjoy it while I'm out there. But the thing is, there is still an after effect. Yeah. Uh, come home, my knees hurt, my back hurts. I got a really bad hip. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, I, I think, you know, we all do it to our own pace and when we're ready and if we're ready. Yeah. So, you know, that's always something to keep in mind. I know for me too, peer pressure, even at, how am I, 43? Yeah, that seems right. 43 is good. Um, <laughs> I, I'm so I'm in my forties. I think forty three. My wife asked me this morning, and I think we both agree forty three is the number. Um, <laughs> like even at forty three, peer pressure is still kind of a fuck, fucked yes. up thing for me. It's like they tell me, you know, hey, you know, you don't have to compete if you don't want to compete. And it's like, yeah, well, I probably want, but then you know, th- there's just this push and this pressure. Yes, yes. And, and that I know for me, that messes with my head a little bit, not a whole lot, because I also will step up and say, they're like, hey, you want to go out and smoke some dope? And we're like, no, nah, I don't want to. I was <laughs> like, why not? Nah, I don't really feel like smoking dope. Not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, so, you do, you do. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I, and for me, I know if I don't want to do something, I will straight up say I don't want to do something. Yeah. But when it comes to competing, though, it is one of those things where it's like, I'm competitive. I do like to compete, but do I want to do it in this arena where, you know, and it's funny because everyone that I encounter that, you know, competes or that I could uh, potentially go up against, they're super nice. So that gives me that sense of like, Oh, this won't be that bad. It'll be just like a roll until, you know, you're, you're getting wrist locked. It's like, whoa, friends don't wrist lock each other. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, Par for the course when you're in competition mode. I, I went in uh, one morning <laughs> and one of my teammates, he's a purple belt. We, we, we had a good role. We're going. And he went to my right arm and he's attacking, he's attacking, he's attacking. I'm defending it. And then he wrist locked my left arm. Oh, shit. And I had big emotions. Like, 
really big emotions <laughs> on the mat. You know, no big deal. I was like, oh man, you know, good switch up. After we got off the mat, I sat there and I, I contemplated life. I was like, man, I don't know what to do right now. I got a wrist locked. He faked me out with the no less. So I like, the switch. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting there thinking, I don't like I don't think I've spoken to him since. I'm just <laughs> I'm really like emotional, you know. It's not like blatant though. It's like if I see him coming my way, I just scurry away. Like I'm just, I ain't got nothing to say to him right now. <laughs> um, Your boys, <laughs> you do so, me like that? <laughs> yeah, it's like like we came up together. Like I thought we were <laughs> friends, and and you know you were one of the first people I rolled with. You, you took me under your wing, and then you wrist locked me. Like how <laughs> dare you? Um, so, so yeah, there, I know for me, that's a thing that gets weird where, you know, when I have competed, I don't want to talk to anyone because that can affect me. If, if you're nice, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be cool. Otherwise I just walk around. I just think everyone's the enemy. Not like I want to kill them, but it's like, I don't trust y'all. I don't trust y'all. I, I know that feeling because in class, when I train, it doesn't matter who it is because I know them on that personal level. And if I feel like I've accidentally done something or rolled over on their leg or stubbed their finger or something, I'm, I stop and I'm always apologizing. I just, I don't know, because of that personal level, I'm concerned of their well-being. where there's been people where I don't really know or people who've just pissed me off that I've never liked. And I can go straight, you know, like a bull in the ring, you know, with them and just be hard on them, smashing them and just not giving a fuck what I'm doing and just getting what I want. But then there's this other part of me that's like, oh, I hurt so-and-so, I need to stop. And it's like, I hate that sometimes about me because I'm apologizing for things. Or if I swept them, like the lasso, the lasso sweep is one of my favorites that I go to. And a lot of times, because the, some of the people I roll with don't know how to get out of it, once I sweep them, they kind of bicep, give themselves like that bicep slice on their own. And I feel bad, but that's why I'm just like, I let go. You kept going. So you kind of submitted yourself, you know, but at that point, it's just like, I, I need to get away from that um, being soft, I guess, and, and being concerned about people's feelings because I don't, they're not concerned about mine when they're throwing me around, you know? Yeah. I have this weird back and forth thing with that because I do care very much about everyone that I roll with. And I want to make sure I'm a good training partner. I want to take care of everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> But when they do something to me, and I know it's unintentionally, I apologize. And I'm like, dude, I signed a waiver. It's fine. Go ahead. I, I don't have a problem with it. But if I do it to them, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it's it's very strange. But we're all humans. And that's, you know, we're complex. Yeah. You got to find that balance because it reminds me like last week we were in class and Gabby heard someone say sorry. And she's like, you never don't apologize for good technique. Don't say sorry because you uh, submitted them. Like, you know, once you get on this mat, you know, sorry should not be in the vocabulary. Like, you know, we're training and if it's a live role and she's telling us to go hundred percent, it is what it is. You're not, mm -hmm. we're not yeah. doing it on purpose. I'm not like trying to really like break someone's arm, but if you submit them, don't apologize. You know, you know, we've all accepted this is, this is the lay of the land and, mm -hmm. um, and, and the moment you kind of put that in your brain, then at that point, maybe over time it will be, you know, built into your psyche. But I remember hearing like, don't, I don't want to hear, sorry, don't apologize for, you know, good technique. <laughs> That's something that I get in trouble with also on the mat is when I'm laughing or I'm smiling. Oh and yeah. It, yeah. It's, 
and I can't help it. That's what I do. I, and, you know, talking about it last night with my wife, it's part of being nervous and part of yeah. uh, a, a defense mechanism. You know, again, if you get a good takedown on me, I, I'm going to laugh about it because it's like, number one, I shouldn't have, you know, I should have known better. Number one. Yeah. So I'm really laughing at myself, but number two, I'm laughing out of, you know, nerves and just, you know, that, that mental defense mechanism where as I'm laughing, if I don't laugh, I'm going to probably cry. So it's like, I'd rather laugh on the mat than cry because like, oh, look at this punk. Yeah. <laughs> you down and you started crying. What the hell, man? <laughs> it's like, it was just a single leg. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like your knee bar you or anything like that. You know, <laughs> you just went to your back. It's and that's soft. <laughs> and, and that's the strangest thing to try to convey is like I'm not soft. I'm just really emotional. Trust me. I, I like I can kill just as well as you, but I just do it differently. Like I've had friends like just that don't train talk about apologizing and crying, and I was like, dude, I'll beat you up while crying. And I'll apologize afterwards. <laughs> we're like you said, we're complex. <laughs> yeah, like th there's there's no black and white about this. There's a lot of gray in this person's soul, and I can't explain it. But Lots of layers to that onion, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, so, with, team, like you said, that there's been times where uh, Gabby comes in and it's lighthearted and we're flowing. She tells us to go like, "Oh, go sixty percent." And other times she's like, "I turn off the music. I don't want to hear no talking because she hears talking." And all of a sudden she's like, what is this, a class? Like, we're rolling. This is sparring. Like, I don't want to hear people having conversations. And if I have to turn off the music, so I'll, the only person I should hear is myself. I shouldn't be hearing anyone whisper anything. Like, this is not a chance for you to teach someone how to do something or sparring. But other times it's like it's like a, a roller coaster. Other times she's like, okay, let's, you know, go through if you want to work on a certain move with someone. But other times it's like, this is brass tax time and no talking like this person is your enemy for the next, you know, eight minutes or whatever it be. So it, it goes with the vibe of the class. So, you know, you, you bite your tongue and just go with the punches. Yeah. You just got to fill it out. It's like, you know, all right, it's one of those days. Yeah. You, you, she, she, you know, the professor walks in and if they had a bad day or whatever it be like, okay, it's one of those days, you know, we're, we're going hardcore today and you know, hope you took your pre-workout because we're, we're 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 doing a hardcore, you know, double duty today. We've had classes where um, our previous coach he'd come in and he'd turn on the music. If he puts on DMX, there's a good chance we are we're just gonna do our warm-up and we are rolling from beginning right. to end. Yeah. And and I'm okay with that though. I'm fine with that. It's just part of the journey. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta uh be able to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. Like you go to class and all of a sudden she goes, wall. You're like, oh, look at the clock. Well, we've been here for 15 minutes. It's going to be that type of class. And you see how many people and they're like, okay. We're, and like, okay, we're going by it. We're rolling them out minutes. The highest belt of the room is. And like, okay, though, you know, we're doing 10 minute rolls each. And, you know, the rest of the hour, we're doing nothing but rolls. And yeah. if it's no talking, you, you know, put up or shut up time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we have, some classes where we do king of the hill i guess king of the hill um, yeah king of the mountain yeah king yeah, of the hill. Yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah <laughs> which i enjoy it but it, it depends like i like to be the attacker 
<laughs> like I, I hate being like because it, it depends on what we're doing. If it's like don't let them pass your guard, I I'm, I do well enough. But once we get to that third person, it's like oh no, I, I don't think I got it. I don't I don't have the gas tank, and yeah. I don't want to just blatantly quit. No, but at the same time, it's like uh, I, I got to keep fighting, and then it's just gone. But on that comeback around at the, you know, once I hit the back of the line and I come back through, I'm excited. I'm like, yes, I know I can pass your guard. I just can't define, I can't defend mine. <laughs> I, I still remember when I got my blue belt, you know, I, there, I did a test. Um, I, I just got it in a class after my, after a tournament and I got thrown in there for kicking the mountain. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Because literally they're sending all, I'm in the heavy, they put me against all the heavyweights and literally they say, okay, after 30 seconds, you jump in where don't give him a chance to recover. Like whatever position he's in, if his back's just take his back. And, and I went for, it was doing that for like 15 minutes. And at the end, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Like, and then it, like, that was my, you know, my initiation, so to speak for my blue belt. Like, okay. You know, and then afterwards he, you know, pull out blue belt from his gi. But I was like, I was like, it felt, I felt like punishment at the time. And like, okay, fight or flight, you know, feel comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, guy outweighs me by 60 pounds. I guess let's do this, you know? And, but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times when we would do King of the Hill and this was especially when I was blue belt, once I got the blue belt and we were doing it, I would not make eye contact. I would turn, do anything. So we wouldn't make eye contact. And one time he did call me because I think he knew I was trying to like avoid him. Calm me down again. You know, I did fine. I got my sweeps. You know, I was able to get to the feet or get a takedown, and it was fine. But once we got to that third, fourth person, and it was just like, and then they passed me. It was like, stay down. You're still in. It was like, what? What? Like, like I thought winter stays. What's going on here? <laughs> like, I don't want to. But <laughs> you know, that, but that builds character, and yes. you know, I enjoy it. And, we we've been doing it uh for during our takedown month. We've done it because we didn't have enough space, you know, to work the takedowns and just, you know, kind of go live with it. So we do King of the Hill. We put I think we did it by weight. So us heavier boys are on the further end of the, the gym. There's two of us up and then on the lighter side there are three three people up. And just doing the takedowns, which I enjoy that I, regardless, whether I'm in or out, I'm excited for the takedowns. So uh, hopefully this coming week, we're going to go more into it. But that that's that's when I really love it. It's like and I'm trash at takedowns. I'm not very good at all, but I like I like going for it. <clears throat> Man, that's, a, that's how you that's how you learn. Yeah. You know, I, it reps, reps, reps. And I. I, whenever I rolled white belts, or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I just feel bad, you know, this about my performance." I'm like, well, that's how I learned. I got thrown out into the shark, you know, the shark waters, and it's, you know, it makes a care, it builds character, um, and you got to get those reps. It's all about reps, yeah. reps, reps, and like takedowns. You people come in who are wrestlers, are like, okay, they've been doing that for you know ten years. Okay, that comes natural, but if if you don't have that background you got to get those reps in to make sure you do the right technique. Otherwise, Oh, Oh, now, now I'm on my back. 
and the guy is smashing the crap on me because I messed up that takedown or, oh, I'm about to get guillotined because I put my head in the wrong spot. And, but again, next time you go do it, you're like, oh, I remember what happened last time. I'm not doing that again. Let me try it differently. Yeah. The other night I got uh, one of my teammates, he has a judo background and every time I get the leg, he just flips me over every time it, it i think he did it three times in a row and he finally says was like come on dude you're better than this what are you doing right. now one I time did, is fine <laughs> I, I did like i like i get up exhausted and i go dude i'm so tired right now from this like trust me this doesn't normally happen he's like i know so i get the leg again he does it again and i was like fuck <laughs> and then the last one uh, he went, I, I kind of crowded him and I was able to get a trip, but upon that trip, I gave a, it was a hard shove, but it wasn't meant to be like, like a, you know, fuck you shove. It was more of a, I need to make sure you're going down shove. Yeah. And it was like, and then, you know, class ended, but I, I, I went over to, I was like, dude, sorry, that was not meant to, to like, I'm not mad at you. I, I was trying to make sure I got <laughs> the takedown. <laughs> Um, so with, you know, the recent promotions and, you know, growing within your role as purple and brown belts, um, are there any like pinpointed specific like goals that you're looking to within the first year that you have in mind with your promotions? I know, um, for Brown, um, you know, she's challenged me to like, she's taught, had me teach a class one time, um, you know, cover a position and, you know, and run the class. And then when there was a tournament when she did a fight to win, uh, her and the other black belt left and they left the, you know, oh, the next three days you're teaching. And I feel like that feels like the natural progression for me to not only grow within myself, but to be able to articulate it to other people. And, and I feel like when, you know, back in the day when I taught a kid's class at my old gym, I felt like I got a better grasp of those positions because I was able to break it down, mm. you know, one, two, three, four, five. Whereas if you're in class, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going from one to three because, you know, I, I got it. But if you have to articulate it, you can't skip one to three because not all people are going to be able to get it. And I feel like that's going to be the natural progression. Me helping out more, um, you know, taking on the responsibilities. And, you know, Gabby's always instilled, like, when, whenever someone gets a black belt, they're a black belt in life. It's like, it's how you carry yourself. You, you, the respect translates on and off the mat. And I feel like, you know, she always says, you're my brown belt. Like, you know, when she's gone, like, the responsibility is on me to make sure that, you know, you know, I'm her eyes when she's not there. And I feel like that's going to be the, the order. I'm going to, the responsibility that comes with it is not only, like, the rank, but also, you know, being being a good teammate and uh, be able to help push people up who are feeling down and getting them up to speed. And if it means them getting past my guard because I taught them something, so be it, you know, you got to check the ego at the door. And I feel like as I've gotten, gotten older, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get people half my age here. Yes. Um, and you know, there's going to be a point when I, you know, I'm older that I may be, may be not be as fast as them and everything. And they may get the upper hand and I got to be able to be comfortable with that. And as, as time goes by, I feel like I just got to, help push people up and as they get promoted and their skill sets build i feel like hey you know i i had a part in that and that that's gonna be the natural progression in the brown belt to black yeah. belt or whatever it be <laughs> <laughs> 
I kind of feel the same way um, in regards to, you know, how you articulate something and how you break it down for somebody. Same thing, you know, when, when I, we coach the kids at the other um, academy, you know, learning how to do it yourself and, and learning how to break it down in simple terms for them, you know, especially kids, they grasp it. And I've found that with a lot of um, white belts that I've worked with and they ask questions, the way I break things down is very, you know, like, like I'm talking to a child, you have to give very straightforward, but very basic so they can comprehend it. And I know the way my brain works too. I have to ask questions and I need to understand why you're doing this and why you're doing that and why the hand is here and why the foot is there. And what are you going to be doing here? Because if I just kind of see it and I don't understand what each step entails, then I don't, I don't fully grasp it. So for me, that's how I try to break it down to people. And, and, um, uh, same thing, you know, like you said, in regards to like you, you're teaching them something. Um, and if, if I'm, I'm learning to kind of, I don't think I've really ever had an ego, but I know sometimes some, some things would kind of get to me, but it's also learning that as well. If they pass my guard, if they submit me, if they do this or do that, I'm, I'm starting to feel okay with it because I am at that point where age wise, I don't want to get hurt. We are, he and I, well, I know I am, I am the oldest female. We have one other purple belt, but, um, She's not there, but maybe once or twice a month. So overall, during the weekend training, I am the oldest out of all of the females. And, you know, that does hit me sometimes because I, I'm running circles around some of them. And I, I half of them might can't keep up with me. But at the same time, I always have longevity in the back of my mind. So that plays a big part for me. So, you know, it does come down to to um, just letting them be, even though they're younger, and just kind of, you know, encouraging that and uh, reminding them the same thing like he said is building them up because I, you do see a lot of defeat when they come in um, a lot of you know starting from the bottom you know as wipeouts a lot of and, and i saw this uh, especially on friday night rolling with somebody um you know the defeat you know after our role ended and he was just i was like are you okay because he was so gassed out and he was just like no he shakes his head he's like i'm just disappointed and i i you know it's just like you can't be that hard on yourself about this because one i've been training for six years two i put in five days a week that i've done for at least the last six years you've just started you come maybe once or twice a week so don't expect to get past me you know so you know again it's like having to remind people it's about repetition it's about you know um muscle memory the more you do things the more you're going to retain it you know learning your body that's the one thing i really learned and i really try to pass on and encourage you know new new practitioners is that you have to understand jujitsu is personal to each and every one of us just because we may be the same size and our body you know frames are similar does not mean that you're going to be able to execute the things that i can do and vice versa you know i admire all my tall friends because they can do shit that i my little short legs can't do you know and then there's stuff you i have can to, do you always have to adapt it you always have to adapt and that's something that i really try to instill in them is that if you can understand your body you won't be so disappointed in training you know, you understand yourself, what your body can do and and um, continue to daily, you know, the repetition, then you won't be disappointed. But don't be so hard on yourself because this, you know, this there's a reason why jujitsu is the hardest martial art out of them all. That's why there's only five belts and it takes us as long as it does, because it's there's so much detail to things that it's not easy. You know, you really have to. Um, study things before you can fully execute it and that's i really try to instill that in people is just be patient understand your body and know what works for you because it's always different for every one of us
that's one thing that stood out to me with returning after COVID. You know, prior to that, I was going four or five days a week. I was there all the time. When I came back, you know, it was excitement. We we're like, yeah, I want to go with Dante. It was like, oh, cool. That you know, I feel like the pretty girl at the dance. All right, awesome. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, joke was on me. Uh, and I was just getting the floor was just being mopped with me. It was just I'm, I'm just getting thrown around. And you know, after one of my teammates, he and I were talking. I was like, I was you know disappointed in myself. You know, I wasn't. You know, it, I, it was more of a kind of a personal thing. I was just kind of off to the side by myself, not really like making it obvious, but, you know, just kind of sitting there thinking. He comes over with Chad and he goes, you have to remember, you aren't the Dante that was training mm-hmm. four or five days a week, you know, a year and a half ago, a year ago. You've been training, what, at best twice a week and only for an hour. So you, you have to keep that in mind that there are limitations to, you know, what you've been doing or what you're doing um, in comparison to what your, uh, you know, your training regimen has been. And that's been something kind of playing in my mind recently, just because I'm still on, you know, two days a week right now, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, with my wife's schedule being what it is, I can't stay late for the, the, gi competition classes at, at my specific gym so it does kind of get in my head that well you know everybody's kind of progressing and you know passing by and you know i'm still kind of stuck in neutral but you know also on that i know for myself there is you know just kind of this this push in me saying you know whatever you do don't quit though it's like yeah. You could be in neutral, but that's better than being in park. Yes. So, absolutely. So, so, you know, I think, and also, you know, with the points of both you, you know, talking about, you know, teaching the technique. Yeah. I know for myself, working with the kids' class, that that was huge. Mm -hmm. You know, it helped me understand a lot of things. And, you know, it made me feel like I, I'm starting to learn jujitsu once I started really breaking it down for, you know, the kids. And then like kind of in a an emergency situation, I had to coach the adult class, which was I was extremely nervous because, you know, there are a couple of blue belts in that class that had been blue belts longer than I. And I think that night a purple belt showed up and they were really cool. They were real helpful. They could see I was nervous, but. That that's the beauty of jujitsu, though. It's like we're all a family, we're all a team, and egos, for the most part, aren't mm-hmm. really, you know, you know, it's not the ego isn't a thing that's going to make you turn on someone. So, um, I'm glad, you know, that, you know, I have this in my life. And I'm glad that also with jujitsu, it's given me the opportunity to meet individuals like yourself. So for me, I'm definitely thankful for that. So thank you guys. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. You. Uh, I guess last thing I kind of want to wrap up on here is the last time I had both of you on here 
uh, there's a discussion about the Spice Girls and bar fights. <laughs> um, I, I've I've since kind of um, changed my tune a little bit after really watching a lot more uh, of their their videos. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, <laughs> I think I've misjudged the situation. But um, for yourselves, have you had to use your jujitsu in an outside situation away from the gym? Thankfully, no. No, um, um, you know, I, I, when I walk into a room, I kind of know where I, I kind of catch where the exits are. I make sure I don't have my back to open doors, but you know, I'm like, I'm a non-confrontational type of person. Um, you know, if something happens in public, I try to defuse the situation. I, but I feel like if I had to, then I would have to like the, the flip of the eyes, like you said, I, I would have to go, but my natural tendency is like i i don't want to fight anyone i i don't want to have to worry about doing a police report i don't want to have to worry about any of the yeah you know i just want to get home (laughs) i i think that that's that's always been my concern too is that okay what if we did have to defend ourselves and you know because it's you know defending ourselves and not knowing what the other person you know how crazy they are if they have a weapon or something yeah what if we have to break an arm in an arm bar what if we have to break that knee you know are you know are we gonna feel guilty because we physically had to do harm to this person i'm not gonna feel guilty i just don't want to have to worry about i mean getting arrested for assault (laughs) yeah but i know consciously at least for me those things you know i kind of you know no harm no no hindering and you know of, of anything, no, you know, beings. And for me, you know, that's, that's kind of where I am, but, you know, I have thought about it and I do wonder, am I going to be held responsible because I'm trying to take care of myself and, you know, not get killed or whatever, whatever the issue is. Um, You know, that's always a concern, but I do notice when the core group of us jujitsu family, when we go out, it's interesting because I've watched all of the guys and some of the girls too, when we all train, we all kind of position ourselves in a way that everybody, just like when we're rolling, whoever's on top has to like, you know, be mindful of what's going on around you because the person on bottom can't necessarily see what's behind them or what's coming. If somebody should kick them or what have you. 300 style. So they you gotta, all kind of like. <laughs> you, you got you to back up for each other. Yeah. You know, you got to make yourselves, you know, it's a, yeah, it's less people, but together we're stronger. But it's <laughs> funny to see how they we all kind of, I don't know, position ourselves in that way where even though we're not rolling and we're in this social setting, we're still in that mind frame of, okay, I'm being mindful for my partner and my other training partners that are rolling. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting though. And it, it makes me laugh sometimes because even though we're not on the mat, it's like your mind is still in that place. No, you still, it's still a family. Yeah. You know, you have that, that, that group mentality and, you know, we train together, you know, there's yeah. a lot of vulnerability there, a lot of trust. And that translates to friendships. Like all, probably every one of our friends all came from jujitsu. Yeah. Like that's a, like, I have friends from before, but I find myself hanging out more with the people that I do jujitsu with just because yeah. it's like, you have to, that trust has to be there. And that trust translates to every part of your life. Like, Hey, you're yeah. my brother. And it's not just, not just say, Hey bro, it's not a cliche. Like I really feel like, you know, for a lifetime, that person will be yeah. there. I know they got my back. You know, that's the thing too, with like you're saying, going out, just the ideal that hurting somebody yeah, or somebody having a weapon, having to file uh, police reports. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, people who don't, I, I guess this might be more of a grown up thing, 
now that I'm really thinking about it, like we're adults. Like, like those are things like when we're younger, you're not thinking that you're thinking like scrap, let's go. Yeah. Um, but like, and no, then, you're like, like, Oh, okay. What's my uh, insurance deductible? Like, <laughs> you're like, what if I punch this guy and I break my, my break, my, my thumb or, you know, break my, like, I got to go to I gotta go to the ER, like, dude, that's eight hours. Or, when you're I, young, you're like, "Fuck it, let's do this, man." It's like or, alpha. Or, now you're like, Fuck, "I don't want to deal with any of this shit. True. I just want to get out of here." Or an ambulance <laughs> drive, if you have to be put in an ambulance, you know, five thousand bucks right there. <laughs> that, that's like, I don't want to think about that. But I think also, I I think at least some of the the things that I can recall in regards to like learning some of the basic principles of jujitsu that I feel like translate in life in general is you don't harm or hinder just for no reason because you know how to do this. If your life is in danger, then yes, then you have to. But it's not just let's just fuck around and see what's going to happen. Or I just feel like, you know, if somebody wants to start shit, let me see if my training really, you know, has can pay off. You know what I mean? So I do have in the back of my mind, okay, God forbid something should happen. I know I can take care of myself. But con on my conscience, I wasn't taught to just let me go at it and see how, how much I can hurt somebody. I don't want to feel like I, you know while they may have deserved it, I don't want to go to sleep at night knowing that, okay, how could I have been better in preventing this? Did I let my ego get the best of me? And I think that's where I kind of, you know, think about this too, is that being taught in jujitsu, you know, you leave the ego outside the door. And if something happens on the mat, then that's where, you know, you've got some growth to do in regards to your training. It's not just about, you know, how many submissions you can get, how much you can smash, or just how fast you are in passing somebody's guard. The biggest thing you, you should be learning is how big is that ego? And do you still have to check it at this point? You know, if you're going out and kind of acting like, you know, you're you're that person where, okay, I can handle whatever anybody throws at me and I can fuck them up kind of thing. That's, you haven't learned your real basic principles of jujitsu, you know? Exactly. Whenever I go out with my friends, I try not to go out a whole bunch because I'm, I'm a homebody. I just, and, and going out is kind of costly. Yeah. Like I, got, oh, yeah, I got action figures to buy. I can't <laughs> you get your priorities. <laughs> yeah. Like I got things to do, but when we do go out, I am kind of always in this mindset of, you know, protecting, like make sure, because you know my friends, you know they're, I think they can hold their own for the most part, but you know, you know, they get in a situation where it's someone that gets the better of them. It's like okay, well I know. I can choke them and put them to sleep. You know, that, that would be my first go-to, but, um, you know, in general, it's like just being anywhere. I'm always thinking about protecting and hoping not to have to do any of it. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I've only had one instance where I've had to restrain somebody, but you know, it, it didn't get to a point where anyone got hurt where, you know, we had like a little campfire at you know our friend's house uh, last Halloween, and we were hearing noises in the woods, and that even then, you know, things came to mind. And my my wife's friend made a comment. She was like, "If someone's in the woods trying to come here, you know, trying to attack us, they picked the wrong campfire." And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, "Can't none of y'all fight?" <laughs> like, <laughs> <Big> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm the only one here that can do anything. I mean, you know, we got three kids, you know. You know, in, in four adults and out of the four adults, one adult 
has any idea of any kind of combat but stuff. I saw, but I saw it on Instagram and YouTube. I know how to do it. I'm going to put my keys, you know, in my knuckles here. And, yeah, you know, like, like, okay, all right. But you're going to cut yourself more than you cut them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, being out, you know, I always try to keep in mind, you know, I want to look out and make sure, you know, my group is safe. But, you know, I'm always hoping that we don't have to encounter that. And as a matter of fact, most most times I'm trying to talk the situation down anyway. And yeah, diffuse it. Yeah, if you know, and I've always said this, and, and I still stand by it because it's happened once. It's like, look, if you hit me, that's it's whatever. Like, don't hit anyone that I'm with. Though. You hit them, then I'm, it's you know, I'm angry. But yeah. you hit me, it's like uh, mistakes happen. You hit me twice, people mess up twice. You're not gonna hit me a third time though. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a charm. Yeah, that's where it's like, okay, they're cocking back for the third one. It's go time. But, uh, you know, it, it's, again, good that you all are keeping each other safe out there. And, and, you know, you all are a family. So that that's the instrumental point there. Otherwise, this has been great. And it's always, you know, a good time chatting with you both. So um, mutual. thank you for coming on here and being a guest. We're going to go ahead and wrap up because my wife just texted me said dinner is ready so (laughs) um, oh yeah that's that's priority for sure (laughs) so i'm like okay all right i sent her the thumbs up text back like i got you like i'll be there (laughs) be up in a second don't send sophie down because it's like a tornado she'll come down here grab the microphones and put headphones on and start singing it's like okay hey i'm recording (laughs) Um, um but Again, thank you uh, for the two of you. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out or have any mentions before we get out of here? No. Just thanks for always thinking of us, you know. Absolutely. Thank you again for being available. This was, you know, I, I wanted to reach out, uh, I think, right after you got your purple belt. I think it was like, let's let's record like now. Um, and then right before you the emotions, yeah, like, well, yeah, like uh, I had a teammate when he got promoted to blue, he uh, got promoted to blue belt, and I wanted to get him like that week. I was like, let's record now. He was like, uh, can we shoot for another day? And we never ended up getting to it. Now I don't want to record with him because the emotions are gone. Yeah, it's, it's coming up it, on a year. Yeah, you've had too much time to like build it out. I want, I want the moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like you're always that first one that I always, you know tell like when either one of us has earned a stripe or the belt like always you're like that first besides celebrating with him you're there you're the next person that i run to right away and be like hey this is what's going on you know you're that first person and i do appreciate that like it it feels like you know when you message me you tell me something it's like it's like when my um niece you know reaches out to me you know my foster family reaches out to me i feel like you know, it's like, that means something to me. It means, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm one of those people you think of, you know, in the good times. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, huh, I'm depressed. Like, <laughs> let me call Dante. Like, what the, why the hell do you think of me when you're sad? Like, I mean. I'm a therapist. <laughs> it's like, like eh, I'm, I'm the worst therapist. Like, hey, man, so I'm going through this problem. You know what you should do? Go have some edibles and a beer. Like, yeah. I don't think that's good advice. Put out some Pink Floyd and lay low. 
<laughs> it's like, here, I've got a plan for you. Take a couple of these tabs here and sit in your basement and listen to Porter's head. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never call me again. You're going to go the lowest of the low. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for that. That it does really mean a lot to me. And um, congratulations to both of you on your promotions. Uh, like I said, when I found out, I posted both, you know, to Instagram. As soon as I saw that you all posted, I was like, okay, that's the green light I can post now. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to, you know, celebrate your news before you get to celebrate it. That's just rude. So, um, you know, again, thank you for including me, you know, in, in your celebrations and, you know, yeah. making me aware. Um, Always. You and, and I, you and I have become so close you know over i don't even know how it's been a good a good more than three or four years now yeah it, it, it's right after weird. i got the blue belt or maybe like I, before that i always try to look back and find like dates like yeah when i've chatted with like even like just here at home it's like if there's like a milestone or something i'm i'm terrible like i'm good with like birthdays yeah and Same. anniversaries but it's like meeting people because like circumstances are always so bizarre with meeting people so yes. i like to get it right to the point of like when was the first time that you commented on the post that to me is like that was it that was the start yeah that's the anniversary <laughs> yeah. um but you know I, I love you guys and and i appreciate the hell out of you so thank Thanks. you the feelings you are well. mutual <laughs> and and i see the off the mats t-shirt there that's yeah. out, outstanding great <laughs> uh, that's twice this week now I, i've seen uh the shirt on someone so that, that's making me smile and what's really weird is like i i'm out here like with everything but a shirt i have mugs i have stickers and i'm like dude i don't i, I need to grab a shirt why don't why don't i have a shirt so I, I will have a shirt and next time we all record, I will have mine on. You don't have to have yours on, but I'll have mine on. Cause it's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I gotta be in this group too. So, um, exactly. You gotta wrap. <laughs> um, and for everyone else listening, as always, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey. It's always very, uh, I get very nervous every time I turn this microphone on, no matter what. And knowing that people are listening and, you know, hopefully gaining something from these conversations, it makes it a little easier for me to do this and it eases the nerves. So thank you, everyone. I appreciate the hell out of you all. Um, you know, big shout out to Armbar Attic, a couple kids out there in Denver, Colorado, Eric and Allie have a t-shirt line and some sweatshirts now even that you know they're they're promoting so go give them a shout out go go check them out give them a follow on uh, instagram and tiktok as well under armbar attic uh great kids funny contents um also big shout out to colompton social club that's my other podcast that i'm currently working on with my good buddy steve it's it's evolved into a beer review podcast so if you guys like ipas and craft beers i guess give it a listen or if you just like hearing me say bad words 
Yeah, you can't get enough of me on Monday. Go listen to me on Tuesday also. Um, mm-hmm. And um, be on the lookout for yet another podcast that I'll be doing in January, a monthly show called So You Like Horror. It's going to be a horror movie themed podcast because I enjoy doing the October horror movie themes for Off the Mats so much. I love horror movies. So this is just another excuse for me to watch more of them and talk more about it. So be on the lookout for that. And last shout out is to Nerd Rage Radio, Bobby, Chris, and Joe. Uh, they got me started with podcasting. Uh, you know, I can't thank those guys enough. So, you know, big shout out to those guys. Give them a follow if you aren't doing so. Um, otherwise, if you have any questions, concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on bjj.wiki on Instagram, off the mats podcast on Instagram. Email address off the mats 2020 at gmail.com. Any of the, I'm, I'm available. Uh, you know, I, and I'm a friendly guy. So thank you all. And as always, you guys keep listening and I will continue to make these shows. Thank you, everyone, and goodbye. They probably Now let me see his song.